up, Cougar Nation? This is Tyler Batty. Tyler Batty again. Tyler Batty comes in the game and right off the edge, just a three-man rush. Welcome on in to the Cougar Tracks podcast. I am your BYU insider, Mitch Harper for kslsports.com. As always, it's your favorite Cougar Tracks episode of the week. The edition with BYU football captain and this week's Big 12 Defensive Player of the Week, defensive end, Tyler Batty. Tyler, what was the moment you found out you were Big 12 Player of the Week? Um, shoot, I think it was, uh, it all kind of happened at once because um, Duff actually, you know, uh, one of our uh, media personnel, mm-hmm. Duff, uh, Till, he texted me as well as, you know, a couple other people, you know, they posted it at like noon and Duff texted me at like 11.55. And anyway, so um, a couple of people just were like texting me. So I looked at my phone and I was like, oh, sweet. <laughs> Pretty cool now to be part of a conference to to get these sort of recognitions. I mean, you're not playing for that sort of thing, but pretty cool to get recognized in, in such a good league. Yeah, absolutely. I, I would totally agree. It is it is cool. It's different. It's like, oh wait, like <laughs> we're <laughs> we are in a conference now. These things <laughs> these things do happen. So yeah, it was super cool. Every single week here on Cougar Tracks, if you're not familiar, if this is your first time listening, I catch up with with Tyler Batty every single week here on Cougar Tracks. Usually uploads every Wednesday night. Uh, the podcast is there, and it's been great reaction thus far. Appreciate all of you. So subscribe, uh, leave a five star rating and a review. It helps out the show a ton. We're going to recap that Arkansas win, and of course, look ahead to the first Big Twelve game for the Cougars coming up this weekend against Kansas. And so, Big Twelve Defensive Player of the Week, you obviously made some impact plays to make that happen, but. I think as anyone would say, you know, it takes uh, you know, eleven guys to to get some some of these honors. And what a win you guys had uh, last week at Arkansas, thirty one or thirty eight thirty one. You guys take down the Hogs. How fulfilling was it to be part of that win? It was it was awesome. I would say it definitely was one of my favorite road games without without a doubt. Like it's, I was trying to like go through and like think about like all the all the road games we played and where and who and um that was a lot of fun that was a lot of fun especially with how crazy of a game it was um to come away with a wind at the end of it it was like yeah that was awesome there you know when you say that uh, the road games you've been to i'm thinking in my head there was navy in the season opener a couple of years back that was covid that was crazy time <laughs> that was. Uh, there's been some other ones i mean you were injured for the coastal one right you were a sideline yeah, at that point so you out. were playing that yeah. one 2021, you guys had USC, Washington State. There was the Baylor game. We don't have to talk about that yeah. one. But there, there's been some good trips that you've yeah. been to. I mean, that's and that atmosphere at, at Arkansas, it was loud. It was an I was in an open air press box, and man, it it got uh, got pretty loud. I mean, you probably didn't experience that as much because Arkansas's offense was on the field. But even BYU fans, they brought the noise at times too. Yeah, uh, it was the BYU fans made their presence felt. That's for sure. Um, it was a big stadium. It was you know it was loud. You know uh, it was a good uh, good game day experience. I feel like um, you know for for most people there at least you know the game itself was a uh, was a lot of fun and and yeah like you said it's a it's a big stadium it holds a lot of people and it was it was pretty much packed. So uh, yeah, it did it did get loud at times. Biggest crowd BYU's played in front of. In your career at BYU, uh, first biggest crowd since 2019 at Tennessee. Also, 
a road win in the SEC for BYU. What allowed for the defense, Tyler, to have so much success this time around against Arkansas compared to, you know, the struggles you guys, it was well documented, the struggles you had last year against the Hogs? Yeah, um, it was a... I mean, it was just a completely a, a completely different game, right? I think, uh, you know, last year initially, you know, I think we played really well on defense um, up front. And as the game wore on, you know, they kind of figured our defense out. And then um, things just kind of crumbled, uh, you know, and, and that's something you don't ever want to happen as a defense. And, uh, and so this year, again, it was a drastic change because all of a sudden it's, you know, three minutes into the game, we're down 14-0, and it's like, what the heck is going on? Where I think last year, I think we led the entire yeah. first quarter uh, against mm-hmm. Arkansas last year at home. Um, and so, anyways, it was just, yeah, totally different. It was like, what the heck? Uh, but of, the, then the defense really just stepped up to the plate, right? Guys did their 111th. They did their job. And, um, you know, the rest of the game was, was, a, was a battle in and out. But um, really, if we don't you give up two back-to-back touchdowns, right, it changes the entire dynamic of of the game, right? I think we were two for third. Excuse me. I think we were two for thirteen on third downs, which is a big, you know, defensive statistic that kind of helps gauge our success. And I think, I think in the second half we went thirty nine plays without yeah any points on the board. And so that's another, you know, uh, that's a big thing. And so I think really as a defense, we just kind of. As the game went on, it solidified. We just got to get a little bit more together, you know, <laughs> earlier on. But, uh, yeah, I, I would say it was almost reversed from last year. And so, um, of course, scheme and, and personnel was completely different from last year as well. So, um, yeah, a lot of lot of big changes, and this year it resulted in a win. Sam Pittman, Arkansas head coach, gave a lot of praise to BYU's defensive front, which included yourself, uh, not just simply – the, the blitzes, and we'll get to those from Heckard and the corner blitz, but just the defensive line, the four guys up front creating the pressure, that kept Arkansas's offensive line on its heels and was kind of the difference in the game, according to Sam Pittman. How satisfying is that to, to hear? Well, you don't need to hear from the opponents because you guys got the dub, but just that your impact is being felt, and it doesn't need to be these exotic blitzes to make it happen. It's just you guys are winning, setting the edge, and creating that uh, necessary pressure to make the entire defense work. Yeah, it's it's huge. Uh, it really is. Um, again, that's something that we really haven't had in the past. Uh, our, our D-line didn't get a whole lot of love in the past. Again, like you said, not that we necessarily need it, but it is always you know nice to nice to know that you're having an impact on the game, right? Not just, you know... Just, you know, maybe just eating blocks, you know, yeah. kind of being a uh, mm-hmm. piece of the puzzle. You're, you know, positively influencing the game um, in a major way. Third third quarter, you guys were fighting back. Uh, you were, had another double-digit deficit. You were down 31-24. I think Ben Bywater came up close on a sack. It was a third and four. And, mm-hmm. and the moment it might have felt like, I mean, you experienced it last year against Jefferson. He's tough to bring down. There was It, it was a missed opportunity by Ben. Uh, I'm sure you would like that one back, but I remember Cougar fans got loud and they were started saying defense. Uh, you then come up with a big sack. Take us through just what you remember from that play, eight yard loss, and then just take us through that. Yeah, absolutely. So it was their uh, their two minute drive, right? They're they're trying to end the game, um, and uh, and so. We, uh, you know, we do, we know, you know, when it gets into that situation, we know that they have to score in order in order to win, and so um, we know that they're going to be throwing the ball because they have to move it, and so that uh, that is like 
that's the best time in, in, in the game as a D end is when you know that this offense has to throw the ball, they're going to drop back and throw it. Um, and then you just get after the quarterback. So yeah, as they're, as they're coming down, I think that play was actually on a first in first, first and 10. 10 yeah. yeah. First and 10. Uh, and so pretty much just, yeah, I see him line up, just kind of get a feel for it. Uh, and, Kind of get get my alignment right, and then just off to the races. And you're pretty much just trying to race that edge, trying to get home. Got home, snuck an arm arm in, got the ball out. Um, and uh, in the moment, I actually really didn't. There was enough going on um, that uh, when I came off the field, I know that I had gotten a sack um, or that I had gotten close. But again, you're you're in the middle of the chaos. I didn't see the play on the video boards, and so I come off the field, and I was like. I asked Jan, I'm like, all right, he didn't throw that, did he? He's like, no, it was a fumble. And I was like, okay, that's what I thought. I was like, I was like, who got the ball out? And he's like, you did. I was like, okay, I'm just, I'm just, because you're just in the chaos and you're trying, but you don't know, you know what I mean, necessarily. It wasn't a, it wasn't wide open. It wasn't, you know, credit to our other D linemen. I mean, we had, yeah, like, like you said, we had a lot of pressure. And so there were a lot of guys involved, a lot of bodies flying. And so, uh, yeah, to come off the field and hear that, I was like, heck yeah. I thought Jackson Cravens had a big game. Uh, Blake Mangelson, nice, uh, Caden Haas and Arkansas natives. A Banya had, had a really good game. It just, the whole group seemed to do really well. And then, you know, Max Tooley comes up with an interception, uh, for you guys. That was the first time Jefferson threw a pick. Just, all around, a, a pretty impressive defensive effort. I, I do want to also get to that moment in the fourth quarter. Uh, a little under four minutes to go in the game. You guys are up 38-31. to 31. Heckard comes with the blitz. Take us through that play and, and just uh, you get that recovery and take us through all that. Yeah, that was huge. Uh, that was a lot of fun as well. Again, we... Uh... Line it up, Jay. It was the perfect, uh, perfect call for for what they were doing and their protection. And so, yeah, Eddie comes off, beats the running back, um, chases KJ down from behind, uh, and we're again. I'm I'm kind of moving. I was on the field side as well, and so I'm kind of moving, um, slanting to the boundary. And so I just kind of keep going, working with the flow of the play. See Eddie get the sack. I'm you know about to start celebrating, and then I see that ball pop out. Uh, Eddie gets the ball out, and so yeah, first thing. You know, it's always funny in the moment. You always want to, you always just want to jump on it. Yeah. Looking back, I'm like, man, I should have, <laughs> I should have picked the ball up. I should have picked the ball. There was one offensive lineman right there. Maybe I could have gotten away. You know, you never know. Yeah. But when that ball comes out, it's just like, ball, gotta get the ball, <laughs> gotta get the ball. So, yeah, I was super fortunate to just be in the right place at the right time and snag that. When you get the ball. Is Arkansas, are they like throwing blows underneath to try oh, to like yeah. pull it away? Yeah. What's happening there? Yeah, no. So, again, luckily it wasn't a massive pile. Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, I, I went down, grabbed it, uh, felt that, yeah, there wasn't a ton of dudes on top of me. I think there was just one or two dudes um, that were on top of me, yeah, trying to trying to <laughs> get it out. And so I just started standing up with it. I just held on to it, started standing up. And uh, just, you know, show them that we actually recovered it. And so, um, yeah, this is a fun moment. How impactful has Eddie Heckard been for the defense? It just seems like he's just fit perfectly. I mean, obviously he worked with Jay, not played for Jay uh, at Weber State, but it just feels like he's been a perfect fit in this scheme. No, he totally has been. And Eddie's, Eddie's a heck of a player, right? He's just hardworking, disciplined, knows his stuff in and out, and uh, he's, a, he's a playmaker when he gets out on the field, right? He makes his himself felt, right? His, his, it's a big difference when he steps on the field. I wanted to highlight, too, 
one of your teammates on the defensive end spot, uh, Blake Mangelson. I thought he had maybe his best game as a BYU Cougar. I mean, I think for fans listening that are diehards, they've heard the name uh, from Juab High School. He's been part of the mix for the past two years. Been, it's not like he hasn't been playing. This guy's been playing uh, 16 games the past two years, and he's been in the mix. And I, I remember Elisa was very high on Mangelson. I remember talking with E in, it was 2021 Media Day, and he said, remember Blake Mangelson. I was like, Okay, like I'm thinking to myself, usually I got a good read of of who are going to be the next wave of guys, but this one, this PWO, really, am I am I buying into this? <laughs> but he's one of the strongest guys in the defensive end spot. I mean, what makes yeah. Mangelson uh, so, so good? Hey, he's a stud. Yeah, he's a stud. Um, Blake's just lean, mean. Pound for pound, has to be one of the strongest dudes on our team. Really? Um, yeah, yeah. He, and how he, would how would you uh, like measure that? Maybe uh, what would that be? Um, what would okay. constitute that in your the opinion? perfect example so when Blake came in right as a freshman comes in as a freshman he's 220 he's 220 playing defensive end and he's bull rushing veteran offensive guards wow. that are 320 wow so I mean we're talking dudes that have 100 pounds on in on him and he's he's coming in and just he just plays so violent like that's Blake is just he's super violent um and he has a motor, right? He just goes as well. Like he just keeps going. And so, it, again, there's those are those are some things you can't necessarily teach, right? Like just inherent violence. Blake's that guy. Yeah, yeah. two twenty came in and just like violent and powerful, and yeah, it just it aids him a ton in his on field play. He has a wrestling background. Did you ever wrestle at Payson at all? I did, yeah, I did. I did in junior high, and then I did in ninth grade. Um, and uh, res- wrestling's fun, but it just took a lot of time. And so yeah. I was like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah no. So I, 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 I can still throw down on a mat, you know. You, yeah. you know, go back to the basics a little bit. Um, yeah, Blake did. Blake did wrestle. We never, we never wrestled each other. Um, but yeah, Blake was a good wrestler in high school. This is just. This popped up in my head when we're talking wrestling and I'm thinking fighting. This is always a fun conversation. Who do you think would be the toughest out if you guys are in this all out Super Mario Brothers uh, melee? What do you, I don't know, remember, remember the game, but just everyone is fighting. Maybe let's just go coaches. All the coaches oh. are fighting. Who would be the last one standing out of the coaches in a, in a all out fight? Dude, that's, <laughs> that's a hilarious question. Uh, Dude, and that's also a really tough question because we have some tough. Yes, yeah. uh, we have great coaches. Yeah. Kelly Papinga would be a tough out. I think yeah. Janimal would be a tough out. Yeah, yeah. But, Kalani's not going down easy. You, you have Kalani. You have Jay Hill. You have Justin Enna. These are these are bad A's. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm not. I'm not gonna lie. You have Harvey. Yeah. You know, if, if then we start to look to the offensive side of the ball, and I will say maybe the offensive side of the ball Roderick, is a little softer. Right, you know. we got yeah. to keep him pretty. Yeah. He's taking care exactly, of the quarterback. Exactly. Offense, you know, those are, those are our pretty boys. Um, <laughs> but no, yeah, defensively. I bet you Rao could get in there too a little dude, bit. Yeah, yeah, no, and, and G, yeah, G, I, I mean, yeah, dude. So that's that's a really tough question. I think it's time for a, a fight night, you know. Yeah. No, but uh, man, that's what, you know, I'll probably, I'd probably say Jan. Yeah, just because he has the most actual fighting yes. experience. Jan, right? Jan the Saint Jorgensen. I remember going to some of his fights at uh, UVU back in the day. It was about 2012, I think. Which biggest sham I think ever with the NFL that they did not give that guy any sort of crack. How he got no chance. 
blows my mind. Blows yeah. my mind yeah, how I Jan agree. didn't get a crack in the NFL because that guy was so good at BYU. But he went to MMA, and I remember watching some of his fights, and and uh, it was I remember he was he was pretty good there for a bit there with yeah. Jan the Saint Jorgensen. So. You're probably right. Him, and I remember Elisa, too, was pretty good. He was an MMA guy as well yeah. back in the day, too. So <laughs> there's did, always some fight fighters. The there's, yeah. there's, there's some fighters in these yeah. uh, BOE football program. Yeah, no, it's the truth, but that's yeah, that's a hilarious question. What was the post-game celebration like? Just Maybe just the, the feeling, the the vibes in, in, in that locker room? It was awesome. Um, we've got a really good team, and we've got really good dudes. And so... Uh, Guys that know how to enjoy the moment together. You know what I mean? Guys that really just buy into each other and buy, like, just want to have fun with each other. You know what I mean? No one was yeah. just, like, jumping in the showers and, like, you know, whatever. I just want to, like, everyone was just, like, yes. Like, so excited for each other. So excited for us as a team. Um, so, yeah, we get in the locker room. And like Kalani always says, man, we sing, we dance, <laughs> we just go crazy, and, and we have a really good time. Are you cutting it up on the floor? In oh, that you, locker already, room? you already know. Are you it. dancing? Yeah, absolutely. Are you a dancer? Everyone's dancing. Everyone's yeah. dancing, man. Yeah. Would you say like you're one of the better dancers? No, or are you, no, you're just, no. I'm not saying having, I'm a good having, dancer. The vibes are immaculate, but, but exactly, the vibes are immaculate. I'm not saying I'm a good dancer, but uh, <laughs> who's a better it's dancer? Going down. We went from fighting. Now, what about the dancing? Ooh. Who's who's one of the guys that the circle is always forming around it when these post game mm. celebrations? I know there's so many new faces That's now with tough. this group. There's only there's only been a few weeks, but <sighs> who was who was the most entertaining in the in the post game locker room on Saturday in Fayetteville? Like just dancing the 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 funniest or craziest. I honestly couldn't say really. Just enjoy, yeah. Living in the moment. Yeah, I can't. I, like I can't that. really say honestly. And there wasn't much the locker room. I will say this: the locker room was small enough. There wasn't really enough space for it. It was circle. tiny. So, it was uh, <laughs> small. We were right. And then that post game locker room. Yeah, yeah. Press conference room. That was like a little closet we were in. Yeah. I'm throwing questions at you, and, and like you're, we're all in this like closet area. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was pretty small. That was, was one thing that where you, you go. The SEC, it means more, but not, not for the visiting team, I guess. <laughs> not, for the, not for the locker room. Um, big win for you guys, though. You're 3-1, 38-31. to 31. You know, when you're a guy that's you know making a lot of plays in that game, obviously there's a lot of photos then that start coming through of you because you were part of key plays. I noticed, and I remembered this in the offseason because I think you posted something on Instagram about it. You got a new face mask this year, don't you? I, I, this I is do. a random yeah. – like, any thought process behind the new face mask, or just did you like the new look? I like the new look. Okay. I think it looks tough. Yeah, it did look. It does look good. Yeah, I appreciate it. I, yeah. I like that new look. Is that what's that helmet? Is that like a new design? Because I don't think I've seen that much. That that look no, it's from- the same. It's the same. Uh, Riddell Speed Flex, the helmet wise. Um, that uh, that new face mask just especially. I think we had white face masks on, didn't we? Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's it right. Definitely. It also definitely pops. It did in the white, and it looks really good. The white face mask look. I remember good. you posting the white on white over the summer. I think it was the yeah. photo shoot, yeah. and you posted. I was like, "Oh, he's got a new lid." I've been meaning to ask you yeah. that. That's again a deep uniform cut. That I, <laughs> I love that sort of stuff. But I saw, I saw it in the photos uh, after the Arkansas game. I was like, oh, "Yeah, that that does look pretty mean, pretty tough." Yeah. yeah. For a D, and I like it. I Appreciate like that it. look a lot. Uh, so Kansas this week, Big Twelve play. It, oh yeah, and I think one of the things that stands out from that night in Fayetteville, I was listening to the um, to the post game show. You were talking with Greg and uh, Hans Olsen, and you know how how long do you get to enjoy this this game? And you're just like, you know, tonight, and then it's on to the next one. Kalani kind of touched on that too in the post game in that closet that we were in. <laughs> uh, he said, "I don't want you know guys to 
get into like reading how good they are. Like we got to keep, we got work to do still. You guys, do you feel like that's happening this week in practice that you guys let that one go in the past? I know we're enjoying it here tonight, but let it move on and focusing on Kansas now. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, T.I. dead and gone. You know what I'm saying? It's, 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 it's over with and it has to be um, just because it, it doesn't matter what we did last week. Um, and, and, you know, it's something we've been talking about at practice as well. This week is this week is the most important game of the season. You know, and we'll say that next week as well, right? But but starting this week especially, right, first week of conference play, um, you know, this is, this, is a, this is a big week, right? Again, Historic. Yeah, yeah, huge. And it's, so, it's, it's funny because, again, not being in a conference before, it was like, all right, you know, we've got to, you know, we've got to, make the most of, of every game. And, and we still feel clearly, we still feel the same way. We want to get after it in every game, but you know, now it's, now it's conference play. Right. And so um, I think it does bring a little bit more, you know, m- meaning maybe per se, For sure. um, because yeah, now we're talking about conference standings and, uh, you know, conference championship and, you know, things of that nature are in the conversation. And so um, it has been, you know, a big focus. It's like, yeah, last week maybe was a big game, but that's gone now. It's Kansas now, and we need to prepare to go to go win a game. It feels like Jay Hill just kind of oozes urgency. Like he's going to be transparent with everyone, but at the same time, like every snap, every moment, every day, like there has to be this urgency. Is, is Am I off on that? It no, just feels like you guys are... You're spot on. You got, you've got to deliver every single moment. There's a chance to get better. Yeah, no, you're spot on. And uh, it's that way through our entire coaching staff defensively, right? So Coach N is the same way. Coach K-Pop's the same way. It's just... Yeah, it's that urgency you talk about. It's yeah, they all have it. It's like we, you know, we need to get something done today and every day and every week. Um, but I think I think it's huge, and I think it's really vital to um, to have that right as you prepare for these games. Kansas has one of the more complex offensive schemes, at least from my vantage point, since maybe BYU went up against Coastal in twenty twenty. I remember they had Coastal had that almost like hybrid option attack and a lot of spread. I mean, it was it was a unique look. Uh, you know, Kansas is, they do some creative things with their offense. What do you make of the Jayhawks who come in also at 3-0? and They're a really good team. Really good team. Really disciplined team. Um, yeah, they, they executed a really high level. Their offense is really, really talented, really good, you know, quarterback, really good running backs. Um just uh, you know, and uh, their high effort team as well. You know, they, like I said, they executed a really high level, and so they they love football. They like to get after it, and so um, I'm really excited. And the team is really excited for the for the challenge we have ahead of us. They haven't unleashed Jalen Daniels, the quarterback, as much. He's the preseason Big Twelve Offensive Player of the Year. It doesn't seem like he's been running as much. Uh, did you interact with interact with him at all during Big Twelve Media Day or see cross paths with him? Yeah, we chatted a little bit, but that uh, that was about it. You know, yeah. nothing nothing too crazy. I think mostly just like introductions sure. and where you're from, and I think that was about it. But seems like a really good dude, you know, in that in those brief moments. And so, yeah, I, he, I've he seen had an Apple film. Watch, yeah. Apple Watch on his uh, of his highlights. But he did. He had a he had a blinged out necklace <laughs> with a little Apple Watch playing his highlights. I was like, all right, man. You're like, like I'm is... not I'm not in the BYU broadcasting <laughs> building anymore at Media yeah. Day. This is the Big Twelve. Yeah, no, that that was kind of crazy. I was like, man, he's he was showing out. He was yeah. 
what do you think of his just film without divulging the you know plan on him of course but what do you what do you think of him no he's good uh he gets loose he's um he's he's really athletic and he can throw the ball well and so that's a that's a tough combo to be right he's he's speedy he's quick he's smart um and yeah he can throw the ball really really well and so you know that's just everyone's just got to be where they're supposed sure. to be when they're supposed to be there to to keep him contained and you know keep their offense stifled. Is Nick Phillips giving you a good look? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Nick and Phillips. Nick, is for always, those listening, he's scout team quarterback. Yeah, Nick Phillips is one of our one of our QBs, and he's a great quarterback, and he's great uh, scout team quarterback for us. He he absolutely gives us great looks and keeps us on our toes. It's uh, it's going to be a, a fun matchup, I think. Sell, sold out crowd expected. I was hearing from some Kansas people out there. They think that BYU might have eight thousand fans potentially sold out. You got to, I, I got to imagine, just you love this. I mean, is you know BYU always has played in big stages, as we talked about earlier. Some of the road games you went to, but man, that's got to be fun to know historic setting, a sold out crowd afternoon. I mean, this is what this is what's all about. Yeah, I totally agree. Yeah, it's what dreams are made of, man. It's a yeah, you can't ask for a better better situation to play in. What's been the uh, you know, just maybe the the feelings about this, the confidence of this defense going into this matchup after that performance at Arkansas where, you know, you guys get the win, but I, I think even there's there's still some opportunities no, where we lost, there was we some left bend a ton but don't break. Table. Yeah, no, we we left a ton on the table and um guys are guys are confident, right? And we know what we're capable of. It's just again, <clears throat> when the moment comes, we got to execute, yeah. right? And so um, that's really where we're at is is guys believe in what we're doing. They're excited with what we're doing. It's just we got to execute come game day. Kalani noted this week that uh, he wants you guys to embrace the historic nature of, of this game. Uh, do you get the sense from practice that you guys are buying into that, hey, let, this is the chance, one of one, to be – the only team, the only opportunity to be in the first ever Big 12 game is a BYU football program. Yeah, absolutely. Everyone's aware of that. And, um, yeah, it's something we've been talking about all week. And so, like we kind of mentioned earlier, it's it's a special game, right? It's, you know, it's the biggest, you know, this week is the most important game. You know, it's <laughs> it's a huge game, you know, and there's a lot of uh, significance for it. Um for our team and our program and our school, um, and let alone, you know, the players and this year's team alone, you know. I wanted to circle back to a comment. Uh, I, I brought it up to you earlier, but for our listeners, we, we, I, got a, I got an email. This just reminds me. Uh, we talked about s- setting the edge. Just for our listeners out there, why is that important in your role and, and the, the impact of, of just what – how would you kind of Cliff Notes version explain that to listeners? Because there's some people that maybe they watch football, they don't <clears> understand that term. Yeah, no, that's actually – that's a great thought. So uh, when we're talking defensive scheme – uh, setting the edge comes down to not letting the running back get outside of you, right? And so, you know, you'll hear defensive ends and, you know, people joke about, um, you know, it's a nightmare. You know, they have nightmares about setting the edge. Well, what the, what the edge, what it comes down to is when you set the edges, you want to, you want to set the edge and it should be a hard edge. So the running back can't get outside of you so that essentially the rest of the defensive scheme works in order to limit, um, <clears throat> offensive yards per carry. So you want the running back to turn back and get tackled for little to no gain. When the edge is not set or there's a soft edge, it means that the running back or ball carry is able to get outside of kind of the tackle box or, uh, you know, the pocket and 
is able to get some easy yards, right? Because there's no one there uh, forcing him to really do anything, right? He can fall forward and get, you know, a few yards. And so, um, or he can, you know, there's a lot of green grass outside and he can go and, and uh, make a play. And so that's something we really want to limit. Good stuff. And I think that's topical because Kansas, they have an identity of running the football. They got a good running back. <laughs> Devin Neal, they're running back number four. Keep an eye on him. I know Jay Hill uh, pointed him out as someone that, that stands out for the Jayhawks. That will be the challenge for you and this the rest of this defense to to tackle that opportunity against Kansas. Curious, uh, before we get get out, who's uh, who's on, on the road, this second road game, who's your roommate uh, for road games this year? It's Blake. Oh, it's Blake. Yeah. Okay. Me and me and the Mangler. <laughs> oh, that's the nickname. Yeah. The, apparently, so Hans Hans gave him that nickname. Yep. So uh, that's that's what we've been calling him all week. The that's Mangler. The Mangler. So if you I see like Blake, that. oh hey, what's up, Mangler? The Mangler. <laughs> Hans is pretty good. I love yeah. Hans. He's he's my uh, he works with the zone and it works with KSL. He's doing a great job, I think, in the booth. And I think it's pretty cool to get that that defensive line perspective. And he played in the league and. And I think it's it's fun to to hear those conversations you had with him, and it's going to be good. Get, get fun game, one thirty kick, BYU and Kansas. You guys ready for a day game? Oh yeah, oh yeah, it's going to be a lot of fun. Okay, it'll be fun. Uh, BYU and Kansas, historic game, and you can listen to all the episodes with Tyler Batty. And again, feel free to contact us. It was great to get some emails uh, about some questions you had for Tyler. If you have any questions, uh, you can send them to me, mharper at ksl dot com, and or. You can send them on social media, wherever you might uh, follow this show on podcasts, and we can uh, get to those questions. And we'll talk to you next week, recapping the Kansas game and looking ahead to Cincinnati, the first Big 12 home game. So many firsts this season, and I'll be covered here on the Cougar Tracks podcast, and it's powered by KSL Sports.